Okay, welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. Part two of Anomaly Detection. If you just take a series of numbers and put it into a histogram, um, let's say you take the square the number the square root of the number of data items say like you're looking at cells put them into uh, bins then plot them using the histogram you can get kind of an idea of your distribution of your data and then you can take the um, you can take the number of data points that you have using the range function and you can also plot them with a scatter plot and that will show you the histogram distribution uh, the range of your numbers how they're grouping and also kind of how they're distributing now if you were using an isolation for forest to find anomalies in your detect in your data um, perhaps the value of minus one indicates that an anomaly has occurred. So if we just take just a kind of like a random um, set of features, like we take eye color, hair color, and education level, and then we try to predict the income based on the um, isolation forest, we can instantiate the isolation forest, we can set our X features to eye color, hair color, educational level, and then our Y value as income. We'll train test split um, the data, 30%, and then minus one indicate represents the outliers in the isolation forest. We'll use N estimators, max features, and max samples. So we'll set max uh, samples to two, uh, estimators will be 10. That's the number of forests that we're going to create. And then we'll fit our, our X train data and then we'll make our prediction against X test. Once we get the X, uh, uh, the Y predicted test results, we can create a uh, confusion matrix and use a heat map to plot them out. Now, one of the things that we want to do is um, take our features, which would be uh, the X test, eye color, and education level, and um, hair color, and then plot them as looking for anomalies. And the way we would do that is by creating um, a scatter plot with clean data and then add the noise and then the noise uh, detected via the isolation forest okay and so then you can plot your anomaly your anomalies using the true labels and the predicted anomalies so would pass those those predicted anomalies in also and that comes from the Y pred test that we fed into our isolation forest. So that will help us identify anomalies in our data. Now, if we just look at 
prices, say like we take the another data set, the Airbnb price, and we um, feed that into a histogram. We can we can use the histogram to tell us what the prices are, the low bars at, to the high bars on the x-axis. And even though they are not visible, there must be some bars that have almost zero height to the far right of the histogram. <clears throat> so just looking at that, then we can kind of get an idea again of our distribution. Now, another way to, to get a better idea of, of outliers is to use a box plot. We can show the 75 percentile and the 25 percentile. And what the box plot is, is it's, um, it's looking for outliers that are deviating into those higher percentiles or lower percentiles from the mean. And then we can get an upper and lower limit and using those limits, we can then uh, use that to find our outliers. So um, if we take Q3 minus Q1, that will give us our IRQ, our interquartile range. And that's the length of the whiskers on the bo bo uh, box plot. And then we'll just use a factor of 1.5 so the whiskers then are the IQR times the factor of 1.5. If we want to uh, find the lower limit, we take Q1 minus 1.5. So Q1 would be our um, 75 percentile minus 1.5 times IQR. And then the upper limit would be Q3 plus 1.5 times IQR. Uh, we can then plot our our data using the box plot and we can get um, we can calculate our cells using the quintile and Q1 would then be 0.25 and Q3 would be 0.75. We can get the IQR uh, Q3 minus Q1, our factor 1.5. In this case, I use 2.5. I get my lower limit as Q1 minus IQR times the factor. Upper limit is Q3 plus IQR times the factor. Um, is lower would be cells less than the lower limit. Uh, is upper is cells greater than the upper limit. Then I can filter the outliers by taking cells, is lower, pipe, or or, uh, is upper. And that'll give me the um, all my outliers based on quartiles. So this is really, quartiles is a really fast way to uh, get your list of uh, outliers based on the uh, percentage in the distribution curve use the box plot to see the range on the IQR and uh, and then you can um, go from there. Now the next thing I want to talk about is uh, z-scores. z-scores tell you the number of standard deviations that the sample is away from 
the mean. So, in the case where we were, we were, um, if you had a z-score of 16, it would mean it would be, uh, and the standard deviation of 3, it would be 16.3 minus 10. Um, so subtract those two, which would be 6.3 divided by 3. And then solve for z. So the empirical rule on outliers is 68% is one standard deviation, 95% is two standard deviation, and 99.7 is three standard deviations. So we can use the z-score. We'll put our cells data in that, and we're going to look for um, where the z-score is greater than 3, and then we can set that as a variable is over 3, and then we can use that as a filter to find our outliers. Now, there are some drawbacks to the z-scores. It only works uh, best with normal distributed data, uh, suffers when there are too many outliers as the mean and, and standard devi deviation are skewed. So that, um, that then leads to some of these other classifiers uh, like uh, isolation tree and another one called median absolute deviation. And I'm going to talk about how we set up median absolute deviation. Okay, it measures dispersion variability, uh, it's more resilient to outliers, it uses the median as its core. So we use a function called median absolute deviation. We pass our cells data into it. It gives us back um, an MAD score. How many MAD units are away from the median is what that score represents. So, I, if for example, when I create my model, my MAD model, MAD, I set the threshold to 3.5. The estimator calculates the MAD score under the hood and will mark any points beyond three. Um, I take my data and reshape it into a 2D NumPy array using reshape minus one, comma one. Then I fit my data, my cells reshape data, and it'll give me a, um, it'll produce labels. Um, then I can print out my labels as a sum. Now, another way to have done this is if I want to find the actual outliers, I can, once I get my reshape and I get my labels, I can set labels equal one as my filter on my prices, and that'll give me my outliers. So, just in a nutshell, um, covered the percentiles, quartiles, uh, z-scores, the uh, median absolute deviation function, and those are really good functions just to try out. There's plenty of examples on the internet that you can see step by step, but hopefully this gives you an idea of some real quick approaches to finding isolation forest and, uh, or excuse me, finding uh, outliers. And you can actually find those outliers, and then once you, you get them, uh, you can take actionable, actionable steps to determine if 
um, perhaps it's uh, uh, if there's certain behaviors that might be of interest to do invest and more research, or it might give you an indication of uh, some extraordinary performance. Either way, it could be a positive outlier or it could be a negative outlier. It just depends on what your objectives are.